Modern Rock for Cincinnati and Dayton, 97X, with new music from Adrian Ballou, a hometown hero in these parts. Also, Peter Murphy and The Cure with Love Cats. Every other Sunday at 10 o'clock, don't miss In Concert. That's 30 minutes of great live music. And this Sunday, we feature Bel Canto Live. It'll be just like dozing off at their live show, but only at home. Dave. That's Bel Canto Dave. In Concert at Dave. 10 now, Sunday night. First of all, you know I have PTSD anytime the name Bel Canto is mentioned. From the time they came in and Rick Tile and I were on The Breakfast Club, and they just stuck around for like an hour, and we had zilch to talk to them about and english was not their strong suit either so there's a bit of a language barrier so please don't do that and also you know like 97x doesn't exist anymore i hate to break it to you but the station is off the air online is no longer happening and we're just doing a podcast you're in your palatial estate i'm in my basement aka the party dungeon and we do a podcast about our time at 97x and you can find it on 97xbam.com you can email us at 97xwoxy at gmail.com but you cannot pick up the station you are no longer on the air um so are you and rick Tile still doing the breakfast club uh because i'm here in the afternoons you're just not picking up on what i'm laying down you're you're not smelling what i stepped in my friend i don't know why okay the good news is you always conjure up another person from the past and today we have legendary co-producer joe rock the vote joining us hi joe hey guys how are you doing okay uh remind me because i always knew you as rock the vote so so how did that come about well back in i guess it was 92 there was the big campaign maybe 93 or 94 elections i don't remember so many of them uh we had the there was a whole rock the vote campaign and i was a longtime listener first time caller Rick had the idea of having the average Joe, you know, how, how does the average Joe vote on all these different things? So for a while there, Rick would call me in my dorm room at Miami University, and I would be sitting there telling him about all the, you know, all the, 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 the hot happening, you know, topics that we all care about and, you know, how I would vote. And then, you know, it just became Joe Rock to vote. So and then did you you became an official co-producer, right? I did. I did become an official co-producer after many years of trying and trying and being rejected. Too many times to count. And I think it was in 96, I believe, that I became a co-producer. And uh, I, I have many, many, many memories of that over the years. So, yeah. We want you to start dig, dishing the dirt on, because it was, it was Rick Tile and Dave were the morning show hosts, the Breakfast Club, right? Rick Tile and Dave, yeah. Yeah, Rick Tile and Dave. I lived uh, um, fairly close to the, to the station, so I would have to ride my bike out Route 27 at, you know, 5 in the morning in the middle of winter when there was 10 feet of snow going uphill both ways. And so, yeah, that was, that was awesome. There was a lot of fun times there. Rick uh, put me on the spot <laughs> one time. I think, Dave, you were out sick, and he needed someone to, to fill in for the news. And so I was there, and he just grabbed me and said, Joe, read this. And I just started blabbering along on the radio, just freaked out, because I'm like, I've never been, <laughs> you know, I've never done this. What am I supposed to do? Just read it. <laughs> so I had quite a few people who were listening that morning 
you know, said, what was wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was my 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 trial by fire, I guess, as they call it. <laughs> well, you know, it did take you a few times before you become a, became a co-producer at the uh, for the morning show. Uh, as you said, you tried out a few times, but we have a, a tough gauntlet you'd have to do. There was there was physical. There was yeah. Mental. A lot of people yeah. didn't make it through the 72 hours in a box. You know, a well, lot of, you know, you know, surviving the big bush. I mean, just, yeah. you know, crawling under the big bush and just, you know, you know, that obstacle course that you guys had out there. I mean, that was yeah. that was tough. It was like Survivor and Naked and Afraid, but like 30 years ago. Exactly. Exactly. I am surprised I'm here to this day. <laughs> Live to tell the tale. Now, where, I did. <laughs> where did you grow up? I mean, you went. You said you went to Miami. Most of our co-producers were students at Miami University. So, where did you grow up? I grew up on the west side of Cincinnati in the White Oak area. And so, uh, when I first found out about ninety seven X, it was I was eighth grade, I guess, maybe ninth grade. And everyone I knew loved either Q102 or WEBN. And I'm, and I'm like, no, this is horrible stuff. And one day in my room, I heard something on my radio. I'm like, what was that? What is that? And so I tried to fine tune the little clock radio. And you know, all of a sudden, you know, I just started hearing things that I, you, know, you never hear. And I was like, wow, what is this? And so I, I, you know, started listening and making tapes and, you know, trying to give them to friends and like, what is this? I'm like, it's good. Just listen to it. I could remember when I was driving to high school, when the radio would cut out from 97X and I'd have to pop in a tape. I remember like the exact street. I can see it in my head, you know, where 97X would cut out and I'd be like, okay, I got to pop in a tape. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. Did it cut out in the dorm at all when you lived on campus? <laughs> Uh, I could not get it in the dorm, no. <laughs> now, would you say your choice of Miami University was semi-influenced by 97X being in town? 100%. 100%. That was the only reason to go there. <laughs> wow. And were you a comms major, or did, did you aspire to get into radio post-graduation? No, not at all. Other not than at all. I was a fine... Other than dreaming about reading the news cold on the breakfast club. Exactly. No, I was a, a fine arts major, but I actually, my freshman year, I joined the Miami University radio station, which I cannot remember for the life of me what its call letters were. WMSR, Miami Student Radio. That is correct. I designed a t-shirt for that. And that's, I think, why Rick and, uh, and Dave finally allowed me to become a, a you know, an unpaid co-producer, you know. <laughs> I got paid in cassettes, you know. <laughs> what was your t-shirt design? What did it look like? Because the the mascot was some guy. Uh, uh, I had the idea of doing the, um, the front of the shirt. It had uh, um, Starry Night by Vincent Van Gogh. And then on the back, I did a drawing of the mascot as the famous Van Gogh painting where he had the, the wrap around his ear and his ear was cut off. And then I had the... The, the tagline, you know, so good it'll blow your ears off or something Ooh, nice. like that. All right. It got me a co-producer job, so I can't complain. Exactly. Well, well spe speaking of co-producer, kind of explain what an average day for a co-producer for The Breakfast Club, this, this behemoth, this large 
uh, morning show with with probably 10, 15 comedy writers. We had you know yeah. radio. We had weather. We had traffic. We had international correspondence. So, what did was an average day for a co-producer? Checking the ticker tape thing that was in the back office for the news. I believe I remember uh, that was you know that was that was old school. That was you know that was nineteenth century stuff right there. Mm-hmm. Um, I made a lot of, uh, the, of the, I did a lot of the mixing of the ads and, you know, maybe some breaks here and there. I remember yeah. going in, in the eight track room, reading the news cold. That was great. Uh, you know, but then I got better. So that was okay. Did you have to work the phones a uh, little bit? Like with people A little working? bit. I worked the phones. Okay. Um, I remember I had to read a book, a God awful book, and then somehow submit a book review to you guys you know, to, to read about it on air. And it was a book about uh, Ed- Edgar Allan Poe as a private detective. To this day, that was probably one of the worst books I've ever read. <laughs> it, it, it was for a uh, show uh, in our big, uh, big collection of shows for the Breakfast Club called Table of Contents. Yes, 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 that's right, that's right. Yeah, so I was, you know, that was the last time I read a book for the breakfast club i said never again <laughs> you're a long way from the west side of cincinnati now you're actually calling in we tried to schedule this a little bit later in the afternoon because you're in czechoslovakia no i am not oh where are you czechoslovakia does not exist oh that's oh the czech republic it's actually there you go oh. it's two different countries now oh. czech republic and slovakia wow so. Okay, you're so, you're behind the times. In fact, I believe they split in 1991. Well, I only remember that Dave and I are two <laughs> wild and crazy guys who swing successfully from Czechoslovakia. No, the reason why is Damien still checks that ticker tape machine. Yes, that's why he didn't know about that. <laughs> How did you wind up over there? My wife and I. My wife is Czech, and so we had our first child when we lived in San Diego. We lived in San Diego for about ten years, uh, and uh, when we had our first child, we decided we wanted to be near family. So it was either move back to Cincinnati, Ohio, which was not going to happen, or move to the Czech Republic. And you know, if ninety-seven X had still been there, maybe that would have been an option, but it wasn't anymore. So. I live near the second largest city, which is called Brno, and uh, I'm an IT architect now, so I do, I know too much about computers and not enough about anything else, so. Putting that fine arts <laughs> degree to, to, to work as an IT dude, I like it. Uh, it worked in San Diego for about 10 years, so, or, or thereabouts, so, yeah, it, it did work, and I did put it to work, so. What's a couple of your favorite memories of, of that era of music and 97X? One of my favorite memories is uh, when we went, we were doing a remote down at, uh, I guess it was the gardens and the cure was playing. And so we were all hanging out. I think it was Dave. I think it was, I think you were there, Dave. I'm not sure if Damien, if you were, but I remember Rick and Julie and I think um, uh, Brian, we were having a remote and then someone came up and said, do you guys want to go backstage and meet the band? We said yes. <laughs> and, uh, at the time, I still, I don't remember why, but I think, I guess, did Rock the Vote last for a while? Because I remember um, I had a bunch of Rock the Vote stickers on me. Everyone was mobbing Robert Smith. I was kind of hanging back because I'm like, uh, what am I going to say to 
you know, hey, you make good music, great, whatever. And this guy comes up, and I'm looking at him, I'm like, why do you look so familiar? And he goes, in this, I can't do accents, but he goes, uh, those stickers are cool, can I get one? And I said, yeah, here, and I gave him a bunch of stickers. And then we started talking about Robert Smith, and he goes, you know, every city we go to, it's the same thing. It's same women, just different cities. They always say the same thing to them over and over again. And they never say anything to us. <laughs> and, uh, I believe that was Simon, uh, I can't remember, how do you pronounce his last name? Gallup? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know if that's how you pronounce his name, but yes. Yeah, the, yeah. He was an integral part of that band for many, many yeah. years. Yeah, didn't he just uh, didn't he just leave the band? Yep. Or, after yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he, he just now left the band. He he left for a short time and then was there. And the longest tenured player helped write, you know, Robert Smith write some of the songs. Right. And do his hair. <laughs> Lots of Aquanet. <laughs> Lots of mascara too. Exactly. Do you still have any mm. of those cassettes that you were paid in the currency? And if so, is it legal currency in the Czech Republic? It is. I have a box, a box full of them. I do not have a tape player that works though. So, <laughs> so, you know. Now, now where do you find good music? Obviously you're a music fan from finding the station in eighth grade. So where, where do you go now to get good music? I listened actually to the current a lot because they, the, they have a great selection of music. So I, I have my music server set up where I can stream their radio station and, if I hear something I like, I'll, you know, I'll explore maybe on YouTube or, you know, I have friends that, you know, have that, you know, live in Cincinnati or in Atlanta or whomever, and they have different lists of music. Actually, I've even found stuff on your, your guys, the uh, 97X BAM site. You know, I was like, oh, that's interesting. I'll, I'll check that out. But my brother, you know, he'll send me some bands that, you know, are kind of cool. Or actually, I keep in contact with Kevin Couchet. He lived upstairs for me. Uh, in Oxford, so we kind of had, you know, you guys had the the party patio, and we had the party porch because, you know, <laughs> we had, you know, Kevin living upstairs, me and my brother living downstairs. Matt Sledge lived directly behind us, and I think Shivy lived across the street. You know, we had a, a we had a lot of people, you know, coming around. You know, we'd have, uh, you know, different, you know, I, there's a picture I remember. Rick Tile came over. We had this party. You know, just uh, all of us. It seemed like it was only 97X people on the porch. <laughs> I think Kevin still has that photo. I'll have to see if I can get that from him. So what you're saying, uh, Joe, is that it was a lot like Melrose Place, except a bunch of radio dudes. Yes, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> that's, that's an impressive lineup, though. Like, you could start a station with that right now. So you, yeah. Sledge, Kevin Couchet, and Shivy? Shiv. Yeah. 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 Uh, and uh, Abba Zabba lived near, so he would come over all the time. Yeah. Or, you know, so, yeah. I'll, I'll tune I mean, in. We right have the now whole lineup there. One. Yeah. Huh. That's strong. They consider Miami University the cradle of coaches, but I figured that apartment was like the cradle of jocks. Yes. <laughs> was Steve Baker the uh, superintendent of the uh, area? Mm, yes. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Hey, Bake, our sink's clogged again. Oh, I'll be right over. <laughs> well, you were a fine arts major, and you said you, you practiced that for many years. You know, 97X Rumblings from the Big Bush doesn't have an official logo. So I'm, I'm just throwing that out there for you, Joe. Hey, 
then maybe you will see something soon. <laughs> you know, you could always do the Van Gogh and just cross out Miami Student Radio MSI. There you go. Big Bush. We'll take anything. And, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. you know, Dave and I have quite a few promo cassettes too. So there, there might be a couple promo cassettes in in it for you, Joe. <laughs> you said your music server, meaning like a Sono system, or what? Are you, like, how are you listening to music then? Uh, I have uh, many Raspberry Pis, so okay. I, I, uh, I have one that's a dedicated music server that I, I basically, you know, I can log into it from an app on my phone and start either the you know my mp3 collection um interestingly enough i have now my own mini 97x uh, mp3 collection because i found there's three different playlists on youtube that were done by the woman who's writing the book i believe uh, on 97x and so i i ran a script to download all those mp3s and then you all graciously gave me some access to some of your your old promo things you know like you know your old uh your old intros your old whatever and so now if i put that on a random on a random play i will get 97x you know like intros and then a random song and then you know another random song and then like you know the uh there was something about Baker locking the front door and I think it was Julie Maxwell or something like, you know, like random things. I hear the, I, my favorites are the um, Fabio, I guess the <laughs> Fabio ones, you know, the Fabio breaks and you know, the different random commercials. And it's like, Oh, nice. <laughs> I'm glad you like them, Joe. I will have to get Did, you. Who invited? Yes. Who yeah. invited Fabio? When did Fabio join? <laughs> It's actually just Fabio's pectoral muscles. Fabio's not <laughs> ah. here. Look at my chest. So, so you're putting your <laughs> IT work to good use with your Raspberry Pi, and then you're thro- downloading, you know, mm-hmm. run a script to download this stuff. I feel like you can make a cottage industry out of doing that for other 97X fans. Or just come over to the party dungeon sometimes. Next time you're in Cincinnati, come over to the party dungeon and hook me up so I can do that same thing. Because I am technologically yeah. inept. Joe Vote, aka Joe Rock the Vote. It's it's been great catching up with you, and you know maybe we'll try to send you a Radio Shack cassette player so you can listen to those promo cassettes. As long as it has the Radio Shack batteries, because those things last forever. <laughs> it's a handy company. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for your time, Joe. All right. Thanks, guys. Ninety-seven X. Rock and roll always endures. Unlike my prostate. Rumblings from the Big Bush.